Welcome to Quilting Kentucky Stories, a special series from Tales from the Kentucky Room. I am Sylvia Lovely, coach, teacher of writing, and particularly writing the stories of your life. I wondered at the giant apparatus in my grandmother's upstairs bedroom. It covered the entire span of the room. Turns out it was a quilting frame. Most women had them, and though they would be hard to tuck away, they were somewhere. The quilting frames put together the warmth for the winter. The frames were efficient machines, no motorized parts. They consisted of bits and pieces of discarded clothing collected from relatives near and far, each representing a slice of the life of the original wearer. On several occasions, I would discover a piece of clothing I had worn embedded in one of my grandmother's quilts. It instantly brought back memories. My favorite shirt worn to a Christmas celebration or a family reunion or a school dance where I stumbled through a first dance. These pieces represented slices of life and each piece told a story. They, in their meager way, celebrated and preserved history. So too are the stories you will hear. Most of them are from my writing students in the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning class entitled, Writing the Stories of Your Life, or from opportunities I have had to coach budding writers. All required only the writer and a memory fleshed out onto a slice of a unique life in a quilt. A story of significance, it turns out, to them as well as us. Some of these stories are funny, some sad, and sometimes both. They are not lengthy, but each adds on an exclamation point to life. They remind us of what may appear ordinary circumstances, but are laden with meaning for us all. They remind us of history and traditions worth remembering and from which we learn life lessons. Whether reminding us of a time when women teachers couldn't wear pants on the job, to veterans recounting service in wars too many of us have forgotten or were too young to know. We are reminded of the trials they went through to serve their country. We rejoice and are perhaps inspired to examine our own small and big moments and commit to make stories. This is Donna Carter with her Martin Luther King speech on January 15th at Clark County, Winchester. When I heard the jail cell door slam and they made me take off my stockings for fear I would hurt myself, I realized I had hit bottom and it felt so surreal. The correction officer was the son of the preacher of my church. And now he was escorting me to my cell. I remember him saying, get yourself together and stop crying before I take you back there. I didn't have to ask myself how I got here. I knew exactly how. The feeling of your freedom being taken away is something I never want to experience again. My addiction led me here. My poor choices and need to satisfy that addiction at any cost was the price. Stealing from my parents, getting involved with the wrong guy, and a desire to satisfy my addiction was important above all else. That was me. I'm not the only one who has a story like this. As you know, we are in the midst of an opioid epidemic. I am living proof that drugs, substance abuse, or whatever you want to call it, does not care about your upbringing, who your parents are, your faith, or how intelligent you think you are. 
I was raised in a Christian middle-class family with parents who loved me and loved God. My parents have graduate degrees and provided for us. I did not remember wanting for anything. I was blessed. I just wanted to be accepted, to fit in with the popular crowd. Starting with marijuana in eighth grade and escalating to cocaine, then to crack, cocaine and crack became my masters, dictating my every move. Dr. King states in his article, written for the historically Black College Morehouse campus newspaper in 1947, to think incisively and to think for oneself is very difficult. We are prone to let our mental life become invaded by legions of half-truths, prejudices, and propaganda. He goes on to say, even the press, the classroom, the platform, and the pulpit in many instances do not give us objective and unbiased truths. To save man from the morris of propaganda, in my opinion, is one of the chief aims of education. Education must enable one to sift and weigh evidence, to discern the true from the false, the real from the unreal, and the facts from the fiction. When I look back over my life, I'm standing here 30 plus years in recovery because there were individuals who looked at me, a black female addict, and made the conscious choice not to believe the propaganda referred to by Dr. Martin Luther King. They weighed the evidence, talked to me, and discerned the facts from the fiction. The judge, who did not put me in jail, but sentenced me to a Christian drug and alcohol program, said if I successfully complete the program, he will expunge my record at no cost. The medical practice administrator who looked at me, an appointment secretary with no degree, and saw a human resource manager, and so many others along the way. These individuals exercised equity. Equity is defined as justice, according to natural law or right, specifically freedom from bias or favoritism. If it had not been for individuals who were able to look beyond rigid rules and laws and overcome their biases to see the potential I had as a human being, who knows where I would be today? Dr. King begins the closing of his letter with this statement. We must remember that intelligence is not enough. Intelligence plus character, that is the goal of true education. The complete education gives one not only power of concentration, but worthy objectives upon which to concentrate. I attended the MAP meeting, which stands for Mobilizing for Action Through Planning and Partnerships at the Clark County Health Department on December 13th. And what I saw was a room full of agencies, volunteers, and individuals who care deeply about Winchester and Clark County, each taking on a different population in need, coming together to inform and share resources. Black, white, various genders, young and mature. And by the way, uh, I use that term mature a lot now since I joined AARP. (laughs) All coming together with the common cause to unite us in an effort to provide equitable and much-needed services for our community. I am and continue to be inspired. I choose to discern 
what is true from what is false. I choose to assume positive intent. I choose to care about my neighbor, regardless of the color of their skin or who they choose to love. Why? Because as Dr. King stated, the complete education gives one not only power of concentration, but worthy objectives upon which to concentrate. Dr. King urges us to be careful. Let us not form decisions based on fear or because we are holding on so tightly to our piece of the pie. Instead, let us through self-reflection truly determine the culture we want for Winchester and Clark County, a place where individuals can thrive. Children, regardless of class, race, gender, or ability, are provided the resources they need, and finally, a place where we are willing to understand another's why. Dream and build relationships. We should move forward not based on agreement or likeness, but based on a mutual respect of our differences. This is a great community, and I have developed some great relationships that challenge and inspire me. Let us not shy away from equity because it is too hard or we don't have all the answers on how to achieve it. Let Winchester and Clark County lead the way for our state, for our nation. Let us model how to hold each other accountable, how to disagree, but keep coming back to the table, how to ensure every individual in our community has the opportunity, if they want it, to thrive. Proverbs 2, 1 through 10 says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her, meaning wisdom as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stored up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. I have seen what equity can mean to the life of one woman. That's me. I have witnessed individuals in my life who have lived Dr. King's proclamation. Intelligence plus character, that is the goal of true education. Thanks for listening to Quilting Kentucky Stories, a special series from Tales from the Kentucky Room. If you want to hear more episodes like these, you can subscribe, rate, and review Tales from the Kentucky Room on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can visit us at lexpublib.org slash podcasts. That's L-E-X-P-U-B-L-I-B dot org slash podcasts. We'll be back with another patch for the quilt of Kentucky Stories.